Ladies and gentlemen, Austin, Texas, this is Roster Watch, your source for fantasy, football news, and intel. I'm joined by Dorian Colbert and Byron Lambert. Good My morning. name is Alex Dunlap. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roster Watch brought to you by rosterwatch.com on ESPN Austin 1049 The Horn. We are going to take a spin around the fantasy planet, Byron. All right, fellas, let's dive right into it today. We're going to get started by taking a quick spin around the fantasy planet, brought to us today by Planet Fitness Austin, the judgment-free zone. Planet Fitness, the best gym in town. Make sure and get out to one of their five convenient locations. Fellas, before you spend the next four months on the couch watching football games, make sure to go to planetfitness.com and sign up for a $10 membership. All right, fellas, let's get right into it. Uh, we've still got a lot of listeners who have their fantasy football drafts left. Also, a lot of people just starting to prep for uh, week one. So let's go over our rosterwatch.com preseason rankings, and uh, let's let the listeners know who our top picks are and who some of our sleepers are. Let's get started. Well, we we have mirrored closely kind of what the ADP of, of a lot of these top running backs has been uh, with one key difference. We're one of the only uh, online fantasy outlets that has Ray Rice as our number one overall Consensus ranked player. Pick. Um, even though we don't all have him ranked as our number one player, Dorian uh, has him ranked as his number one back, uh, whereas Byron and I have him ranked as our number two back, giving him a consensus. Catch it, he can run it, he can do it all. Yeah. He's on a very good team, so I, I love Ray Rice this year. Here, here at Roster Watch and on RosterWatch.com, we do our baseline projections based on uh, a, a non PPR system and standard 12, 12 team leagues. Uh, obviously, if this were PPR, there could be small adjustments here and there, but. You know, as far as the meat and potatoes of it, we we have Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson there, kind of as the as as the two that really stand apart with uh, uh, with Chris Johnson rounding out the list at number three. That obviously is a development that's happened yeah, recently. Chris, Chris Johnson has moved right back up now that he's signed and got a week to prepare for the season. You so. know, and, and, and people worry about the the coaching change. Uh, you, you know, they worry about the new quarterback. Uh, to me. The new head coach is is because Coach Munchak. He's he he's the guy who who has completely integrated that that offensive line scheme and, and the guy who really understands what it takes to make sure that that offensive line breaks CJ two K. So how do you I, explain his performance at the end of last season? Well, his it was well, a team in he, turmoil last year, and you know I do. I expect some of the same this year. I mean, he is going to be a little bit of a streaky player just due to the circumstances in Tennessee. But uh, so you will see some of that again this year. But the guy's just a freak, and you know, if our listeners can get him at five, six, seven, where you're seeing him going a lot of these drafts, you just you have I don't to do trust it. runners after they get paid. That's just me personally. Uh, Chris, yeah. Chris Johnson's always come across as a as a as a pretty hard worker and real sincere about about uh, wanting to be a complete football player and and perform at the highest levels. So. I don't. I'm not too worried about him getting getting paid and pulling an Albert Hainsworth. So, are, so some someone we might be worried about though here is Arian Foster. And we're um, gonna have Lance Zerline on from the Houston Chronicle and, and and the sideline view here in the here in the second hour or here in the second segment, and we will be you know diving into a lot of a, a lot of this stuff with Arian Foster. But yes, there's obviously some injury concerns. He was the consensus number one as far as ADP rankings. Uh, coming into the the end of last week, whenever we heard about the hamstring injury, he still is my number two, barring him not playing. 
the first uh, week or two. And, and, and we're going to get a lot of insight from Lance about where that, in, where that hamstring injury is, is, if it's something that could end up lingering, and you know maybe get a little bit of insight as to who the number two back is there that we should be keeping an eye on in case Arian Foster is to miss. Well, he's definitely a guy you're going to want to handcuff. They've got a great run game down there. Uh, after uh, Arian Foster, next on our list, uh, number six on our rosterwatch.com rankings, would be a guy who we love and a guy who we'll spotlight a little bit later in our former UT players section, uh, which is Jamal Charles. Man, Jamal, he's the, he's the type of player that he has just almost unlimited upside. The guy can go for 2,000 total yards. Uh, he can put up double-digit touchdowns. The offense is really built around him. Uh, I see just great things for him. He just keeps getting better year after year, and he's the kind of guy that can win you the week. He adds that explosive element to your to your squad. He might go off for the twenty five point score that just wraps up a week for you and puts oh, it in the just bank. The monster, and who, and who would have known after his time here? At UT? I mean, what a special player Jamal <laughs> it starts has turned to make into. you wonder what in the world was going on around here because <laughs> well, that man is a freak out there. It, well, and that's a whole another topic for a whole another day. But the fact of the matter is, Todd Haley has. Last year, you know, drove drove Jamal own, J- Jamal's owners crazy by always starting Thomas Jones, always giving Thomas Jones these first and second down carries. Never really seeming to give Jamal, you know, any meaningful time when he would get in there and average five point eight yards a clip over the course of thirteen games. This is we're not talking about a small sample size. Well, he seemed here. to perform well in that situation, though. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Kansas City, how that offense is going to is going to utilize a guy like Jamal in more like an every down situation, and more importantly, whether Jamal Charles is going his his body's going to be able to hold up. He's not the biggest guy. I mean, he still does have Thomas Jones behind him that could vulture a few goal line touchdowns. Uh, they sound like they are planning on working their first-round draft pick from last year, Dexter McCluster, and a little bit more. One thing I would say for Jamal Charles' owners that if you don't want to spend a high pick handcuffing him with Thomas Jones, you might be able to wait till the very end of the draft and just go ahead and get Dexter McCluster. Uh, the next guy I'd like to talk about, this is where we have, it's next on our rankings, we have him at about five, about this, six overall, but this is the guy I absolutely love, and we have a definitely a difference of opinion. <laughs> I think this is the year for MJD. I mean, every year, if you go back... Byron thinks been, every year is the year for MJD. Every year has been the year for MJD, <laughs> if you look at his stats. But I think this year, he's he's really under the radar. Uh, I think he's more healthy than what people are are, are saying. And uh, I think this is the year he gets back to double-digit touchdowns and his typical 1,500 to 2,000 total yards. People forget the Jaguars were on a playoff run at the end of last year, and nothing much has changed. He's, well, he's been much in this hyperbaric chamber. They, 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 they've lost. They've lost Sims. They've lost Sims Walker. Who is he? You don't <laughs> think that he was an important part of that offense? Not last year. My, fan, me, my fantasy me a team good disagree wide receiver with you. on the on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maurice Jones Drew. <laughs> okay, Maurice Jones Drew and Mercedes. Lewis. I like the culture there. They got Jack Del Rio. The cul- they you know like it. the culture. It's a losing culture. It's a terrible franchise. Well, I'm not. I'm talking about fantasy statistics here, and the one thing you can say is Jack Del Rio is committed to the run, and that's what they do. Rashad Jennings is hurt. He's not going to have anybody in there to come spell him. That's I don't even done. know. That, hey, that's even better news. And then on top of that, you're playing the Colts, Texans, and Titans for six games a year. So make sure if you do pick up NJD, you also pick up Deji Kareem later on in the draft to handcuff him. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roster Watch on 104.9 The Horn, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. We're going to hand it over to Byron to talk a little bit about our sponsor for this segment, Planet Fitness. 
Planet Fitness, man, I'm I'm a member at Planet Fitness here in Austin. I absolutely love the place. Uh, they have five great locations that are easy to get to from anywhere in Austin when I want to put in a quick workout. Uh, they're open 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday. I go over there. I always put in about 30 minutes on one of the limitless numbers of treadmills, uh, stair steppers, or you know cardio bikes. They've got all the free weights I ever need when I want to go over there and lift some weights and uh, you know work up a good sweat. And then you can always finish things off by heading over to the uh, to the ab center where you can do crunches. They have all of the medicine the ab balls. coaster. Make sure you hit that. Dorian ab loves the ab coaster, fellas. There's some good views in the in the ab department over there. So make sure ab and, coaster. and and check it out. You, everybody go to planetfitness.com. They have a $10 membership. It's going to save you a lot of money. And those guys are great. The staff is terrific. Uh, and they just cre- they, they keep a really nice facility over there. So uh, I, I recommend everybody goes to Planet Fitness and gets in a workout today. Speaking of great facilities, great organizations, uh, let's move on down our list. After MJD, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew of the Jacksonville Jaguars, we have Richard Mendenhall of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we are going to be, uh, you know, Richard's a guy who we really like because he plays on a winning team, winning quarterback, uh, great coach, history of, hist- history of pounding the rock. Um, a, a team that finds itself up to early leads fairly often. So if you can take some time out from humping Ben Roethlisberger, he should. Uh, he get does some have good the. He has some googly eyes. He, he, he actually. He, sometimes he acts a little bit. He has a. He. Hey, they say, or or the way Tomlin says it is that he is is that he marches to the beat of his own drummer. Mendenhall has actually been. He's been. He he's been a pleasant surprise the last year or two. He's and turned it, out to be more than what he what we thought he was going to be. But he's he's on the perfect team to run the ball and ensure a good fantasy season. And that's what you need out of your first round pick. Speaking of surprises, we are going to have Lance Zerline in next. Well, we're it's not be, really surprised now, is it? We're we're going to be talk we're going to be talking Houston Texans and all things fantasy relevant. Uh, this is Roster Watch, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. On, Live on 104.9 The Horn, ESPN FM Sports Talk Radio, ESPN Radio. We'll be back in just a few. Ladies and gentlemen of Austin, Texas, this is Roster Watch, 104.9 The Horn, your one-stop shop for everything you need for your fantasy football season. On the Upper, de- on the upper Decks hotline, we have a very special guest from the Houston Chronicle, from the Sideline View, and perennial Houston Sports Radio All-Star. We're proud to bring for our first ever edition of Roster Watch, the one and only Lance Zerline. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, Lance. Good morning, Lance. Hang, Thanks for joining hang, us, buddy. Hang, hang yeah, in, Alex man. talking. He sounds tired. He must be. It was an early morning. It's, 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 watch it's the sun been, come up. It's been a long time since I've seen the crack at 8 a.m., Lance. I'll tell you what, man. So, so let's, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit of Texans. Obviously, we're... we're uh, a lot of fantasy players are, are are wondering about what's going on with Arian Foster, how bad the hamstring is. Is it something that's going to hamper him for the season? I know he's kind of tweeting pictures of his MRI. Uh, is that something? That, is that any, anything that's you know gotten him in the doghouse in any way? And it, it, do, do you do you see him you know being ready to go for when the season starts for whenever fantasy owners are going to be needing that production? 
Well, I did get him in the doghouse with his coach a little bit, but it's something that, that, that the coach isn't, Gary Kubiak's not really talking about. It's not anything that's going to keep him, you know, it's not a doghouse that will, that will get him suspended or kept out of the lineup. Will he be ready for, uh, the, the first week? All signs point to yes, but that means that he'll get carries. Will he, will his hamstring be ready to take on I don't know, let's say uh, 15 to 20 touches. I don't know about that. I mean, a hamstring, this is already, he had a hamstring issue that kept him out of the first part of camp, a hamstring issue that, that pulled him out of the San Francisco game, which was game three of the preseason. It's hard for me to just sit here and say, yeah, you know, he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Because hamstring injuries like groin injuries are are uh, injuries that can crop back up if you don't get proper rest. And, and I'm not sure that, that 15 days is the right amount to, to rest uh, and the right amount of treatment before you get get rid of that. I think uh, one of the doctors here in Houston who was on a radio show this week, he said that you know he kind of felt like that a hamstring injury that that looked the way that Arians looked on the MRI needed about 22 days, so about three weeks. And Arians going to give it just over two weeks. So we'll see how it affects him. I think the Texans, because they're pretty deep at running back, won't hesitate to give the ball to other backs. Derek Ward, Ben Tate, uh, Indianapolis doesn't stop the run very well. Houston ran it extremely uh, well against them last year in the first week of the season. So will Arian be okay? I think it depends on how the Texans use him this week. And, and really, if you're an owner of Arian Foster, and I have him in one league, uh, it's, it, it definitely has to be a big concern, especially for the first couple of weeks. So that in mind, would you say that you would go with, like for a backup, someone like a, a Derek Ward or a Ben Tate? Who's, who's yeah. the guy there? Yeah, that's a tough one because I think Derek Ward is the is the steadier, um, more consistent one. At least in Gary in Gary Kubiak's mind, he's the veteran. Uh, he can play on all three downs because you know he he can protect the passer on third down. But Ben Tate has more juice. Ben Tate is the guy who has more big playability. So I think what would happen is, unfortunately for owners of of Arian Foster, I think Gary Kubiak would probably split out those carries between Ben Tate and Derek Ward, which would really nullify a true handcuff situation. Well, we all know Kubiak's probably learned the ways of the running back by committee from his time under Shanahan in Denver. So (laughs) that that ought to make fantasy owners plenty, plenty nervous there. So your your gut feeling tells you you ought to be a little bit worried about Arian Foster for for the season, this being a, a lingering issue and that, we might need to keep an eye on that backup running back situation. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, you obviously have to gamble on one or the other. Now, you may not draft one, but as far as a waiver wire, you're going to have to, you're going to have to pick one or the other. You're going to have to choose one or the other, or you're just going to have to go in a different direction and, and just have a deep bench and, and, and be ready to go with another running back other than whoever the Texans number two is. So I'm not sure that I would sit here and tell you that uh, a backup is, a, uh, that a, a handcuff is a great situation for you because they're going to share, share carries. But the flip side of that is they should be able to run the ball fair. Really well, so it's almost like you just have to gamble one or the other. And if I had to pick one or the other, I would pick Ben Tate just because I think him. on first, yeah, I think on first and second down, he has a better potential for big plays. Well, he was their big. He, he was a pretty high draft pick, and I know they say that guy's shown some real nice flashes. So that that, right. that may be the best way to go with upside. Well, speaking of uh, bona fide number twos on the Houston Texans, something fantasy owners have been really wondering for the last, I would say, three years is everybody's always looking to find out in that high powered offense who the real number two wide receiver is. And it, it seems like it's been real hard to get to to get that right the last couple of years. Can you give us any insight into that, Lance? Well, I mean the true number two wide receiver is the tight end Owen Daniels. The same yeah. way that you know, the same way that, that 
the number two in, in uh, San Diego is Antonio Gates, the number two in Kansas City for years. Actually, the number one was Tony Gonzalez. It's, uh, it's a situation where they the Texans, you know, it's kind of a common theme <laughs> where Gary shares the wealth, but Andre is clearly the number one, and the, the number two is Kevin Walter. The problem is uh, the reason he hangs on to a spot is because Gary sees Gary Kubiak sees uh, Ed McCaffrey and Kevin Walter, a great blocker in the running game, a physical guy, willing to come down and crack down on defensive ends, uh, and then he'll make some tough catches down the field. He's not going to have high volume of catches, so for PPR leagues, he's not going to help you out, and he's not going to really score many touchdowns. The guy who is more explosive is is Jacoby Jones. Right, right. Uh, the problem with that, though, is Jacoby, A, has the drops, and B, the Texans, because Owen Daniels is uh, healthy this year and because they're using James Casey at fullback, they've got a lot more flexibility with their roster in terms of what they want to do. So I think you're going to see less and less three wide receiver sets, and I, you won't see any four wide receiver sets. You'll, you'll see them use tight ends for four wide receiver sets, and you'll see uh, more tight ends being used in the mix, and I don't think either one of those guys has the potential that, that would warrant putting them on your roster before the season started. I mean, don't even waste your time with it. Is, is Daniels all the way back from pre-knee injury? Oh yeah, he's back. At one point last year, I could see that, I could see that burst in his step, and then he hurt his uh, his hammy last year, and he was pretty much done for the year after that. But in camp and in preseason games, there's no question that he looks like the exact same Owen Daniels that we saw before the ACL injury. So I would have no. You know, the ACL injuries are, are kind of fluke injuries. There's nothing you can do about that uh, from a fantasy owner standpoint. But from from the standpoint of does he is he at 100% on his Madden power? Is his overall rating and overall health 100 on Madden? I would say yes. And that's going to be that's going to be great news to the ears of lots of Owen Daniels owners, lots of people who have their drafts this weekend. He's a guy to keep an eye on. He's a guy that you can target in the seventh, eighth round of standard 12 team standard 12 team leagues. Lance. Uh, uh, we don't want to keep you too long, but wanted to ask you one last question, and that is, is for on the on the defensive side of the ball, Houston has been a team along with the Lions this preseason that has been really impressing people with what they're doing defensively. Generally, the AFC South has been an easy division to run against. Do you see that changing a little bit in Houston this year? Are they going to toughen it up a little bit against the run when we're thinking about taking some of these other AFC South runners that are going to have to face them twice? Well, what they've done is they have, you know, if D'Amico Ryans is, is back to being healthy and then Brian Cushing is a guy who, you know, can play pretty physically inside, you added J.J. Watt um, to the to the defensive line, and, and that makes a huge difference. The, the Texans are not strong up the middle, um, but you can – you can game plan around that. I mean, you can stick linebackers in the A gaps. You can run blitz. There are different things you can slant JJ Watt inside, which they did uh, in Game Three. There are different things that Wade Phillips can do to strengthen themselves against the run. So, I think the Texans defense, to me, um, I, I actually got them in one auction league because I knew I could get them at minimum amount of money, and I needed to fill one spot, and I had a minimum amount of money left in this particular keeper auction, and I didn't feel bad about it. I've got the Texans. I believe it's a 13th or 14th ranked fantasy defense this year and and I think it will I think you'll see the division you know Jacksonville's going to have issues I think the Tennessee Titans will be up and down but I think the the, the Colts are obviously a, a huge weakness against the run and and strong against the pass as, as it pertains to fantasy with with sack numbers but I think the Texans will be a much more legitimate uh, defense this year and when you're starting your you know, when you're starting your quarterbacks, your running backs, your wide receivers, you'll have to think twice this year about the Texans. It's not just an automatic yes. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roster Watch. Lance, thank you so much for coming on. This is Lance Zerline of the Houston Chronicle the, Thanks, of, of the Sideline View. Go check out all the content that he has there. Um, Lance, hopefully we can have you again or have have you on again later on in the season to kind of you know talk talk things over and and, and see where the Texans are at as we kind of get along with this deal. I appreciate it and good luck with that waking up early on Sunday thing, Alex. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks, brother. Lance. Have a great Thanks, Labor Day. Right, we'll see you guys. Take, Take care, bud. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roster Watch on 104.9 The Horn, ESPN Austin. We will be coming back to you right after this. Uh, we're going to be taking your phone calls. You can come in on 512-477-ESPN. That's, or, I'm, I'm sorry, 447-ESPN, four, 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 seven, 447-3776. If you have any fantasy calls, sit, start, draft, draft strategy, fantasy any of that stuff. Fantasy football. Fantasy football, phone calls. Four four seven three seven seven six. This is Roster Watch one zero four nine. The Horn, Austin's FM Sports Talk, streaming live at ESPNAustin.com. And welcome back. This is Roster Watch, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. I'm Dorian Colbert, the trash man here with Byron Dun- Byron Lambert, Alex Dunlap. So we were talking about our draft rings earlier. Let's talk about our draft that we had the other day. Uh, the league that uh, we all play together. We actually did the draft at Upper Decks, which is one of our great sponsors. We had we had our own room to ourselves. They had must have had ten TVs in there, all big flat screens, HD. We all had our own outlet to plug our computers in. There were pool tables, video games everywhere. Uh, I mean, there, there had to have been eight outlets yeah, under that table. It was, it, it was the perfect place. The food was terrific. The beers were great, and we were able to really, really hone in on. Watching the preseason games that we're on, and also go ahead and, and you know conducting our draft. They got a great facility over there. Uh, Upper Decks is a first class sports bar, first and foremost. It, it's it, it's a it's a sports bar in that there's televisions everywhere. There's arcade games. There's pool. There's big buck hunter. There, there there's everything that you can be doing to have fun and enjoy your sporting day. But what people don't or what they might not realize about it that they should is how how good the food is, the sandwiches, the ten different kinds of burgers. The uh, you know they got calamari. They have a they have these stuffed jalapenos. They're like that little are stuffed footballs. The biggest stuffed jalapeno. <laughs> I was going to throw like a, a touchdown to Dorian with hey, one. Actually, and, hey, it's a touchdown every time at Upper Decks. We love them. Come see us. We're going to be there on Sundays watching the games, running our live blogs, hanging out. Uh, Speaking we'll of Sundays, fantasy football Sundays. Uh, we have our first caller. Our first caller. It's Dan from Huddo. Dan. Yes, sir. How are you doing? What's going on, Great. man? Good morning, Dan. I'm we're going to help you score some touchdowns in your fantasy league this year. What's what do you going got on, for us? I'm, I'm, I've made a, a crazy, crazy commitment with my quarterback, and I'm going with Colt McCoy. Oh, wow. As your, first, as, as, as your starting quarterback? Yes, yes, because I went with my priorities. I went with... Uh, with a bunch of running backs, you know, and then uh, and then you know, I picked wide receivers, and then I got Colt. I, I knew I'd get him late, and uh, you know, I was really impressed with his preseason. So, what, what do you guys think about that? How much are touchdowns uh, by quarterbacks in your league? Do you know? Uh, I, I'm thinking about six points. Six points, and and how many teams in the league? What's that? How many teams are in your league? There's twelve. There's twelve teams. Man, to be honest, Dan, I I think that starting with Colt McCoy being your only quarterback, even though I'm a little bit higher on him than a lot of people are in the fantasy world, is a little bit tough. 
Um, I think that he's a guy who can be a great spot start certain weeks. Um, Yeah. I'm not sure that you're going to be completely comfortable not being able to have at least some sort of committee approach with Cole. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you have as far – who do you have as far as your running backs and your wide receivers? Well, I've got um, I've got Adrian Peterson. Oh, wow. I've got Grant. I've got um, uh, Adai. And um, I'm thinking – I can't remember my fourth. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I've got um, Fitzgerald – and um it's a great first receiver. He started yeah. off very strong there. Yeah. Dan, what I would say is I'm I'm with Alex. I'm I'm higher on Colt McCoy than a lot of people are this year. I actually think he's just a terrific pure passer and he's in a system that lends itself to throwing the football. He actually showed some terrific flashes last year. I do think he's gonna be a good matchup play um several weeks this year. You know, if you do want to win, it's my firm belief that you need to have some premium play and production at the quarterback position. So what I would do is definitely just keep a, keep an eye on your waiver wire. I mean, we wrapped up our draft the other night in a 12-man league, and Kyle Orton, Kevin Cobb, guys like that were Ryan still on the, on yeah, the that's waiver a good wire. Thing, that's a good thing about your situation. There are going to be a lot of quarterbacks who are going to be available on the waiver wire probably for you. So if Colt doesn't happen to work out for you the first couple weeks, um, there should be some um, resources for I you. I mean, he. De- I'm looking at his game log from last year, and out of, a, out of the, uh, looks like, eight games that he played, he had five games of 13-plus fantasy points, so that's pretty serviceable. I, I actually like the pick Lake, but I do think you're going to need to keep an eye open uh, for somebody out there that you might be able to scour off the waiver wire at some point. Yeah, I've got I got Fitzpatrick on my bench, and, and he was another late pickup right behind Colt. And yeah, I, I, was, <clears throat> I was a little nervous with that pick, but you know, I think, I think uh, he's my sleeper, but hopefully he can be serviceable, like you said. I would definitely, I would definitely take a look at those two guys. Just start off the season with the rest of your roster being really strong. Matchup play against whoever you think the weakest pass defense is in that first week or two, and then make sure you're going to rosterwatch.com, checking all of our rankings and all of our advice on trades, and start positioning yourself with that strong lineup to to maybe go ahead and put yourself in in trade position to go ahead and capture one of those premium quarterbacks down the line this year. Perfect, thanks guys. Thank you so much for your call, Dan. Thanks, Dan. So, Dan from Hutto, first caller. I, I like feel, it. I feel like we were able to help him out a little bit. Hey, everybody else, make sure you Hopefully call in like will. Dan did, 447-ESPN. We love taking your calls. 447-3776. We want to help you capture a trophy this year. Uh, so, I'm speaking of Dan, I think it's uh, this is a perfect segue, actually. If you, if you notice what he mentioned is that he drafted really strong at all his skill positions, and it seemed like he went for value there and, and didn't really keep in mind uh, the nature of this draft, and that he might you need to go ahead and get that quarterback fairly early, and it left him with with the actually a fairly sizable hole in his roster that could you know that could cause some problems at the beginning of the season. So this takes me to my my article on rosterwatch.com. Uh, it's about how this year is a shallow draft, uh, as opposed to most years when you hear people talking about a deep draft and utilizing value based draft systems to be successful. Uh, this year, there's just too many questions after the fourth or fifth round. So my advice to all our listeners is just make sure you go ahead and draft your best starting lineup, quarterback included, in that first seven to eight rounds. And then you can go ahead and fish for value later in that draft. This is actually a, a method that Alex applied at Upper Decks the other night in our fantasy draft, and he came out really happy with the results. Well, it's it's 
it's a little bit of a departure from what we've done as a fantasy community uh, and and what we've been taught to draft value and or what to, I do every year and to target value what what I did this year in both of in both of the leagues that um that are that are very important to me our our oldest league that I play in with these guys and then also the league we play in with the, a bunch of the guys from here at 1049 the horn and I I drafted roster first even so there were there were times you know in my in our, our draft here in our big league, uh, Chris Johnson fell to me at nine. Had to take him. You had know. to. Uh, Frank Gore there on the turn in the second round. Had to take him. Peyton Manning into the third. Had to take him. And then Miles Austin falls to me at the beginning of the fourth. So I'm starting out Chris Johnson, uh, you know Frank Gore, Peyton Manning, Miles Austin. Some Sounds quest- good. Some, Unbelievable. Some some question marks there. Yeah, but. That's, I mean, that's a great start. The upside, roster. the upside's too high to ignore. Coming into the fifth round, nab a guy like uh, nab a guy like Vernon Davis to w- where we got that tight end spot filled out. In the next two rounds, get some good, solid wide receiver depth and guys like Mar- Mario Manningham and Santana Moss who can who can be serviceable twos and threes. And that's your roster. Well, and the thing is, I actually had had in my draft, I had such an unusual set of circumstances occur. I actually ended up on the opposite end of the spectrum. This from, didn't follow from, your own advice. From Dan, instead, I hey. want. I tried to follow my advice, but it was a keeper <laughs> league where I had Darren McFadden, and then to start, so it gave me some flexibility. What a start! To what a start! And then uh, the other guys in the league, just man, they drafted quarterbacks and wide receivers, and all the. I mean, running backs and wide receivers, and all these quarterbacks fell to me. So I actually ended up in a situation where I own. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Tony Romo. So when we come back, so it looks like we actually have another caller coming in to us. If we go ahead and take it, Jeff, Jeff from North, North Austin. Austin. What's going on, man? Jeff, Jeff you're you on there? with Roster Watch. What's going on, man? Hey, man, how's it going? Hang Doing in, well, brother. What's Can't up? complain. I got a, uh, I got Ray Rice uh, as my first pick, and he makes me a little nervous. Great first pick because he doesn't have, he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. But uh, they're playing Pittsburgh week one, and I was kind of thinking about benching him. Is that a bad idea? That's Never bench your studs, idea. man. Oh, Never bench your oh, studs. Oh, actually, I'm going to disagree. Last year I had Ray Rice on my on my team, as I do this year, who I like a lot. And, yes, yes he is a little deficient in the touchdown department. Uh, last year I remember that he started off with a tough, tough matchup last year as well. It might have been against the Jets or somebody of that nature. I actually sat him in week one last year uh, in uh, – for somebody with a better matchup, and actually worked out to my advantage. So you know what? But you think about it. You know I why? That you week, know why I got he more was, points you know out of the guy Touchdown deficient though, because he had a guy like Willis McGahey Leron and Leron McLean vulturing those he's touchdowns. Got, he's got Ricky Williams this year though. Yeah, he's but, got Ricky Williams, yeah, but, but, I yeah mean, but that's Ricky. That isn't Willis. Well, the thing is, is against Pittsburgh last year, he had. In two games, had 17 carries for 52 yards. That's, I mean, that's those are the for- those are the two game. If you look at his game log, those are the two games last year where you're yeah. not you're not getting typical production. And as we all know, guys, the 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 main way you win your your league is by making the right coaching decisions. And sometimes you got to make the tough decisions. So, uh, well, so Jeff, who do you ha- who do you have backing him up? Who who would who you are your other options place? be? Well, I, I can I can either play. Uh, Dion Branch against Miami, which no. I don't know about that. That's hard then, to do. And then uh, maybe, yeah, my bench is kind of weak on that draft because everybody everybody drafted well, so I didn't get a whole lot of value on the bench. And you know, 
If you had I would roll the dice with Ray Rice there, Jeff. He's your first you, pick. You He's the guy you, you put it on the line rolling for. Rolling the dice. It's your biggest stud. It's the guy you're building your team around. You drafted him to play him. You knew he was going to be be playing Pittsburgh twice. I think yeah. you, you do have the right idea, though. These are the things you need to be considering. These are things you need every to be considering week. every week. But you know. I've been- <laughs> I've been trying to trade him since I drafted him. So really, what, I think he's going to pay off. Are for you, you are you run, low, are you low on him for the year? I don't. I, I'm just not a big fan of him. I kind of I was thinking about trading. I tried to trade him for Chris Johnson, but and I was going to give him another receiver, but you know that got declined. Well, so I, I don't. I would say sit tight for a little while. A guy like that, his value is not going to diminish, and there's a chance he gets really hot. And if you still don't, if you're not a firm believer, then I'll give you. Uh, the chance to, to trade from a position of strength where his value's you know really high up, or you may fall in love with him. I think he's on the brink of a big season, actually. Yeah, I like I like the Vontae Leach thing, so I don't know. We'll see. Hey, hey, roll with him. Hey, Jeff, <laughs> we love the pick. We think you're going to do great this season with with Ray Rice. We're going to be coming right back after this. Uh, make sure and keep on hitting us up on the phone. It's four four seven ESPN. That's four four seven three seven seven six. This is Roster Watch on one zero four nine The Horn. Austin's FM Sports Talk streaming live at ESPNAustin.com. Ladies and gentlemen of Austin, this is Roster Watch, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. We're here to answer all your fantasy football questions. Call us at 447-ESPN. That's 447-3776. We come to you every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. for the entire season. We are brought to you this segment by Straight Music. It's the end of summer blowout sale at Straight Music Company. Today through Labor Day, save big bucks on every type of musical instrument. Prizes on pianos, keyboards, flutes, guitars, amps, clarinets, drums. Everything has been reduced. There's special financing available, 12 months no interest. Finance any item at Straight Music and pay no interest for 12 months. These are top-of-the-line musical instruments. Trust me, this is where I shop. These are not mishandled instruments that you buy at the Walmart of music (laughs) stores, like some of these big stores in town happen to be. Dorian and myself make our living as musicians. And well, we, some of our living, I wouldn't really call well, it a living. Hey, we don't make much of a living doing it, that's for sure. But we do depend on straight music for our musical instruments. This week, today, they're open today. They're usually not open Sundays, but part, as part of their Labor Day sale. Open today, one until... What? Hold on, wait. What is that sound, guys? I hear a little something come. I hear something in the background. Well, you guys know what day it is. It sounds like somebody's because rolling up somebody in the, comes in on the dump Sunday. truck. Hold on. The, the trash man comes on I Sunday. I think during the football season he works Things, on Sunday. It, it smells like a big heap of trash. I think that this could be the trash man. It's the Ladies trash and gentlemen, man. brought to you by rosterwatch.com and straight music. This is the trash man. Uh, hold down your applause. Hold down your applause. Yes, is the trash man. Let me explain the trash man for what just one second. It's not not good enough for me to just win fantasy football, fantasy football weeks, fantasy football seasons. I have to do it in fashion, and fashion means doing it with guys that you probably wouldn't expect to win with um, a lot of the time. So this week I have some guys who you're probably not thinking about. But uh, might be available on your waiver wires. If not, they're deep on your bench. And these are guys that you could potentially start during the season. Uh, the first one that I have is Willis McGahee of the Denver Broncos. I like him. He's in a John Fox run first system, and he's the goal line back in Denver. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get his fair share of points this season for you. Yeah, we, you know that none of us are 
huge fans of Noshaw Moreno, and we know that John Fox is a huge fan of utilizing a running back committee the same way he did with D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart there in Carolina. Well, I, I like the pick. Well, I think we do need to warn the listeners that if they do start any of these players, they run the risk of feeling very, very dirty. <laughs> well, I, But on the flip side, if you get beaten by a trashy start... Hey, then you feel the worst. That's you feel like you, you got pulled right these guys, the That's these guys. All right, so the next guy who we're looking at here is a guy in Atlanta who a lot of you might not have heard of. It's Harry Douglas. He's the slot receiver in Love Atlanta. It. He's had a great preseason. He's had five catches for 134 yards and two touchdowns on the preseason. I think he's going to fit in real well. He's starting to fit in real there, well there with Matt Ryan. Uh, what do you guys think of that one? He just, you know, he's he's got wheels like a stolen Lamborghini. He's a burner down the field. He reminds me of an Alvin Harper type wide receiver. He's go, he's getting into his third year now with Matt Ryan. Uh, people talk a lot about the addition of Julio Jones, but I think the addition of a really marquee wide receiver like Julio Jones to complement Roddy White is going to open up a lot of those intermediate slot routes and a lot of those over-the-top fly routes there uh, through the middle part of the scene. Okay. I really like the play. Good, good, good. So you like that one. Uh, my next one I'm talking about is from the tight end position, and that is Jared Cook of the Tennessee Titans. He's had a killer preseason. He started to come on at the end of last season as a rookie. What do you guys think of that one? He was known to be an athletic freak coming yeah. out. Of, what was it, South Carolina? Coming out of out South Carolina, coming into the combine, he ran his forty and like the what the four threes did. You know, benched benched two twenty five like eight hundred times. The, the the guy is an amazing physical specimen. Uh, we'll see how that you know we'll see how that physicality translates to the pro game now that he gets a chance. to. So if you miss out on a tight end in um, some of the earlier rounds of the draft, some of the marquee tight ends are gone. Jared Cook might be, be a guy that you can um, pick up in the later round. And it'll do well for you. Um, so the last guy here on my list. Um, I don't know. Trash I, don't, I, I don't know how well you guys are going to go with this one. Um, and that's David Gerard of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did you say David Gerard. I said David. Gerard. Finally, he's reached into the deep. <laughs> he's, he's, he's digging, digging in the trash. Fine, knew he was going to come out with a smelly nugget of filthiness at some point. David Gerard, quarterback, Jacksonville Jaguars. What's different for him this year? Nothing's different for him last year. He had a pretty decent season last year. He out he outperformed at least fantasy wise wise um, Kyle Orton, Ben Roethlisberger. I think if you need if you're in a pinch, if you drafted someone like a Cole McCoy, and he's not doing what you expect him to do, you can plug it, uh, plug in a well, guy like David Garrard. That's the type of trashy perspective that definitely makes me feel better about Maurice Jones-Drew, <laughs> just like I was saying. That team isn't so bad. Uh, we need to go ahead and get into our Week 1 rankings here. We want to go over our matchups and our rankings on, on, on our rosters for Week 1, kind of bring those to the listeners, start talking about any decisions that might be tough. Uh, we were over at Upper Decks, uh, over at... Um, Ten Oaks the other night having a pop rock martini with our with our ladies and they were just loving it keeping them occupied so we could geek out and talk fantasy football who would with our lady would've... Alex is the only one with a lady I, I brought my friend Katie Byron Bar- oh, had a lady did? there oh, yeah. did? and she actually got the pop rock martini this she is got a martini. the party started Ten Oak it's it's right downtown right off Colorado Street between fourth and fifth you guys go check it out it's right next door to Frank um, it, they they have a martini there that instead of having salt 
salt around the, the shaker rim or like some sugar or anything like they do now. It's pop rocks, like the old school pop rocks that blow up in your mouth. It's a party in your mouth. Hey, it's a party in your mouth. It's a party all the time at Ten Oak. We love it. Uh, go uh, Monday nights. Five dollar. Uh, it, well, it's, it's a ten dollar it, burger special the, on Monday it's nights. It's special with the burger and the craft beer for ten bucks. Uh, they also have every kind of bourbon, every kind of whiskey, every kind of... Uh, Sunday brunch, dollar mimosas. They're, they're, they're open jacket. early on Saturday for all the college football action. All your college Guys, games. and it's a gentleman's bar. They got a tremendous whiskey li- uh, list. It's not... You don't really feel like you're going into some... Uh, Dirty low brow, low brow sports bar. It's a real nice place. You can take the lady out, get a nice bite to eat, and get all the sports action that you need. So I want to hop right into my to my week one uh, schedule here, and I'm already thinking about sitting, kind of like our last caller, thinking about sitting guys against Baltimore or in the Baltimore Pittsburgh game. I have Ben Roethlisberger as my starting quarterback. And I am actually thinking about going ahead and sitting him at Baltimore in week one to go ahead and start Matt Stafford at Tampa Bay. What do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I feel good about this that decision. I, I like Stafford's that decision too. I think if there's start the year off right. I think yeah. I think that I'm not sure whether or not the the dominance that the the Lions have showed on both sides of the ball this preseason is going to translate to the entire regular season. But I feel like they're coming into this thing with a good running start. Uh, you know. Tampa Bay is not it's a it's a very good defense. They don't have the most physical DBs. I think a guy like Megatron's going to get over the top. Stafford's going to have a big game. I would definitely put Stafford in and not Roethlisberger. Okay, well, and then this is this is a league where we have uh we're going to be starting three wide receivers, two running backs and a flex. So my flex, who would you guys rather start? Right now I have Brandon Jacobs at Washington, but my other options are Reggie Bush at home versus New England or Steve Smith, Carolina at Arizona. What what direction would you guys go there? Did, okay, all right, so it's Reggie Bush versus, at home versus New England, okay. his first yeah. game in Miami. Steve Smith, Carolina at Arizona, or who I've got right now slotted in uh, New York Giants, Brandon Jacobs at Washington. Oh. I tell you what, I tell you what, I don't know, Reggie Bush, this might be the time to play him. You don't know how long he's going to be in there. I think Daniel Thomas is going to make a move. And you don't know when that's going to be, so get your wear out of Reggie Bush get, while you can. So should I opinion. get my run out of him? Do you think he's really a better start than Brandon Jacobs? I agree or? to get your run out of Reggie Bush if you don't have a stronger option. I think Jacobs is the stronger option, especially in a division matchup going against going up against what is it, what is going to be a little bit of a depleted defensive line. I I, I really like the Brandon Jacobs play. He's been having a, a he's been splitting time almost completely with Ahmad Bradshaw. I just have bad blood with New Brandon York, Jacobs, and he's been getting the goal line carries. We all do. He's snake bitten almost every one of us that has just played fantasy for more than two or three years. But uh, I I go with Jacobs there in that one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roster Watch. This has been our first show. We're going to be here every Sunday morning. Tune in. We will see you guys next week. Check us out on rosterwatch.com. On behalf of Alex, Byron, and Dorian, this is it. At Rosterwatch on Twitter. Have a great Sunday.